Hey guys, it's Mind Gold Apocalypse Edition. Um, hope you're all well, staying at home, um, keeping strong, doing all the things. I've literally watched like three seasons of Grey's Anatomy. It's ridiculous. Um, in between training sessions, obviously, and recording episodes like this. Uh, I've got a really cool guest on today. His name is Josh Balia. Um, I've known Josh for quite a few years, actually. So before I did weightlifting, before I did CrossFit, before I did any of that stuff, um, I actually did my strength and conditioning certificate level one. And Josh was my um, mentor coach. So he taught me a bit about powerlifting and I basically just watched him help people lift weights <laughs> to get my certification. Don't actually do powerlifting. I've never actually done powerlifting. Um, but he does. Um, he's very good at it. So he coaches powerlifting. He coaches a lot of different um, clients and a lot of different levels. And um, he's going to talk a little bit about that. And the cool, really cool thing about Josh is that he is also studying to be a sports psychologist which I'm absolutely obsessed with. That's amazing. Um, so he's got a lot of really good insight about, I guess, motivation and how he is motivating his athletes on all different levels. Um, so we talk a lot about that. Um, and yeah, what a smart dude. So absolutely love this episode. Um, and I hope you guys do too. Hey, Josh, how are you? Thanks, Sarah. How are you doing? I'm so good. Lovely to see you there in your, is that your bedroom? Yes, yes, I'm at home in my bedroom, <laughs> my little workspace. How moment. weird is being at home? It's like my week two and I'm just, just so weird about it. Yeah, since, since this is, it feels like it's been ages, um, being at home, but and it's been a big flip. Um, but to be honest, kind of adapted pretty well, moved everything online to whatever I can do and, um, and, and just literally doing, doing what I can. But one thing, um, it's very weird not going to a place of work and then having my work at work and then coming home and that's kind of my space. So uh, differentiating between the two, what's work and what's, what's actually home time has been a bit hard. Yeah, um, I feel that. <laughs> I mean, I love wearing track pants. Um, yeah, it's one of the, one yeah. of the many perks. Um, so tell me a little bit about like what your business was before this happened. Cause I know you coach powerlifting yeah, as well as I guess, general strength yeah. and conditioning, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was working as one of the coaches at training day down in Clayton. Love that place. So pretty much before it, it was completely face to face. I didn't really manage um, many people online. I didn't, I preferred the face to face over online. That was just my own choice. Um, it, it's a physical coaching, strength and conditioning. I've coached quite a few powerlifters, had a lot of gen pop, um, a few other athletes from different sports. So there were huge variation. Um, and, and then in the background, we'll, kind of running weights for mates as well, which is a little mental health project on the side. So that was pretty much my day. Um, and then I was studying as well psychology. That was my whole day, whole, whole kind of workplace. Awesome. Um, and what I was doing beforehand. That's cool. Um, so, it, so in terms of all your face-to-face -face stuff, you've obviously converted that to an online coaching sort of format, I guess. Yeah, in, in a way, so who, 
Basically, with all my clients, we've just tried to work out a strategy to keep it as normal as possible to what they had before. Um, so for those who had a home gym, we could still, and quite a few actually set up a home gym, we could still carry out their program. Um, for those who did it with minimal equipment, we'd take their program and basically retweak it to just, like, even if it's the same body part um, or, or anything, to keep it as normal as possible so we're not flipping everything around. Um, in saying that, all, all online clients that have kind of moved has basically been champions. Um, and so uh, pretty much we'll, have, we'll set up their week and then reset and progress it. We're kind of just moving um, with what we can do week to week and how that changes. Like, first thing we thought this would be maybe three weeks lockdown. Now this is looking more to more six months. So yeah, I think right. it's just kind of changing week to week. Um, and obviously, it comes down to what someone wants at the end of the day and why they're doing it. So, like, I got two athletes at a pretty high level. One was meant to go to the Olympics this year for karate. That's obviously getting postponed to next year. So, he's training is still trying to be geared to as much as possible to, to what we can do um, within that setting in comparison to someone else who, who just likes to exercise because it makes them feel good. So, he's still trying to make them have fun. Yeah, um, for sure. So they're two different, two different things we're just managing. I imagine, I mean, with your Olympic athlete, like how are you managing, I guess with your background in psychology, how are you managing keeping that motivation as high as it was before when you're thinking the Olympics is this year to suddenly like, oh, who knows? Like how do you even yeah, keep that, yeah. that level of keen? Yeah, there's – so to give you, give you an idea, Ethan was – he was in Austria – um, and then he was meant to go to Morocco to fight. And basically, he was overseas when it got announced like he had to come home. And he's, he had one more comp before um, to, to basically go into the Olympic qualifier um, after that. So he was one comp away from that um, and to collect some points. And then that comp got cut. So it's a huge... <laughs> you're basically managing what's that um, which a lot of people are trying to work out now. Um, and managing someone's, I guess, anxiety around that unknown and how to switch it around. So for a period of time when he realised that he wouldn't get enough points to then go if the Olympics were on, um, it's basically what four years of work and um, it, it, in his eyes it's all, well, one, he wouldn't change anything and that's just how it is at the moment. So the fact that now they're going to move the Olympics to the next year, um, it, it kind of... We just had to, for a period, we probably had about two weeks, I reckon, where, or even just more than that, where basically every every chance was gone. Um, and managing someone's mental state after they've worked for so long um, is definitely, like, you can't just sit there and say everything's going to be okay and just kind of baby it or, or do anything like that. Um, it's more factable. This is what you have done, irrespective of that goal being, being made. Um, you wouldn't change anything for it. And, and something else, like hard work always pays off. So um, you have to kind of put their efforts into, into something else after that. But in his case, now, now we do actually have someone to be postponed to next year. And he's in a setting now where we set up a space in his garage where he can basically just work. Um, we can fix up some niggles. Um, he's basically like... He dislocated his shoulder um, in, in a fight and was fighting um, with a dislocated shoulder. So, Jesus. so things like that we can help fix up um, and we have time to do it. Now, there's the, the motivation behind that. With him, we can switch a setting that's basically pretty adverse um, and, and utilise it in a way to come out better than when it started. So um, he's in a really good position now. Um, he trains with his brother as well, um, who's also... Um, 
just as high level in his junior years, um, and they're in a really good setting. And using this whole this whole time at the moment, it's basically go well. How do we come out better? Um, and we we'll kind of tweak their program around that. But it was definitely it was definitely interesting watching basically some all someone's hard work and, and the coaching end of that. Like it shattered for them at the end of the day um, when we thought we weren't going. And um, at the same time, there's you know, that you wouldn't have done anything different. It's out of our control and we have to let go of what we actually can't control at that point in time um, and be a better example than other people as well to control what we can control. Um, and at one point in time, it was not a lot. So it uh, gives you kind of a rundown of where we were sitting. Yeah, wow. Um, on the flip side of that, you know, you said you've got, you know, people you train who are, you know, general population. They're just wanting a bit of strength, a bit of fitness. Um, obviously with your athlete you're just talking about like providing him that motivation in terms of like we're going to make you bulletproof we're going to make you better like you're still going to get there it's just like not now like I can I can see how that would be like you could swallow that eventually but if all you want to do is like run a bit lift a few weights how are you going to keep that motivation going like when you don't have say you there like face to face like saying one more rep and like how are you going to get that person to stick stick to your program yeah i definitely i think in that sense it goes one and two like it's the first being a good role model um and, and leading by example i think when we have tough times it's very hard for people to kind of navigate the unknown and, and just as we we don't really know what's happening in terms of time period um you should still in respect keep it keep a consistent routine and and adhere to the values we had beforehand, that shouldn't waver, that shouldn't change. So um, in, in that respect, like uh, I've done my best to, um, from, from day one, we had a pretty chaotic week when, when the gym kind of shut and we're physically um, done to just be like, we don't operate in the fear side, we don't be scared about these things. These were still our goals beforehand for um, such and such reason, like I had a goal to compete, and that obviously got cancelled. Um, and it's three weeks out, and but nothing changes um, to our attitude towards that. So the, the first way has been an actual example behind that. Um, and the second second way of that is it's for our own mental health as well. So um, most most of the people, whether, whether mothers or fathers or um, whatever role they have, responsibility within work, if, if they're going to have a decline in their mental health, um, because of lack of moving or not exercising or um, this fear of unknown and being isolated, it's going to flow into other responsibilities they have. So yeah, um, at the end of the day, we still have to be the best person we possibly can um, and, and exercise and moving about and, and at least having a drive behind that is one way to do it. Um, there's a few other ways, but that's specifically what they started with, so why not continue it? Yeah. Um, yeah, it sounds like you've, like with the psychology background, you're just absolutely going above and beyond to provide your clients with motivation, which is amazing. Um, I think that's one of the things that I find the hardest, like having such a big range of members and how to reach each person like individually, but keep everyone together as a community, make sure everybody is doing their stuff. Um, and everyone's different, you know, everyone finds different things motivational and not being able to have that face-to-face contact with people where you're providing that motivation and support. Um, you just can't really convey the same message in a text or in an email. Um, do you have like a, like how we're chatting now, do you have like a catch-ups with people or anything like that? Yeah, 
Yeah, so the first the first week was like my phone blew up with clients and obviously everyone didn't know what was happening with, with closure and sessions um, and emails have been chaotic. Now it's basically to set up a system, um, Zoom's been a lifesaver. So I, I, first, first thing I did was basically every client I put into a Zoom um, meeting for a 30-minute catch-up um, and that was our way of where we could address all these questions and then work out what, what they actually needed from my end, how I could help, how I could deliver value um, and, and where they were at. So Zoom's been a, a lifesaver on that end. Um, and I've just teed that up like, like before um, and I scheduling that and um, slotted people in, in time slots. So I'll still be working a full day just, just online. Um, yeah, right. 30 minute so will they be training um, like whilst you're there watching them on Zoom or is it more like for feedback about how their program's going? Yeah, so the, the, the best thing with Zoom is you can actually share the screen. So what, what we do instead is we like we'll bring up their program um, and for everyone initially share the screen and then run through that and, and try assess their home environment, um, assess any checking whether there's injuries going on and niggles or what we need to manage um, and then build a, build a program together and show them that program or what they could do at home. So that, that range for like someone had absolutely no equipment and we had to get creative with a long towel, um, with isometric holds, with other variations, all the way to someone had a full home gym, that a desert bar and a platform and a bench. And, um, and we could obviously tailor that a bit yeah. more. So it's, there's been a big range in that. And to be honest, I, I've never really liked online. It wasn't, um, it wasn't the space I really played in, but uh, being able to see just you can still do at least uh, up to 50, 60, even 70% of what you're doing face to face, which is which is good enough in, the, in a crisis time. So, yeah, for sure. Um, that's, that's basically been the run. Yeah. And in terms of your own training, because you said you were going to compete in three weeks, and I know you've come back from an injury. Um, so, for you, that comp was like your first one back, yeah? So in terms of how you're feeling now, like mentally, I guess, and you kind of build up to that, you know, you're almost there, you've got a comp, all your hard work's going to be shown. And I mean, similarly to your athlete who almost got to go to the Olympics this year, it must be really kind of challenging to come to terms with like what your new normal's going to look like and what your next goal would be. And like, cause we don't even know when comps are going to be back on. Right. I think that's the hard thing. There's, yeah, it definitely, I remember as of leading up, I was like, maybe this will hold out. First, they, they had our comp and then they had no spectators and then it eventually got cut. So that's, um, actually it was 5th of April, so three weeks, it was meant to be on. Um, and uh, I was into that, that, that heavy training cycle. Honestly, when it, when it all kind of, when we realised it's not going to happen, um, at, at the end of the day, there's, I set a goal last year um, when I had hip surgery, so one year after I wanted to compete. Um, and the fact I got three weeks away from it into heavy training blocks, I was still happy that we at least got that far. Um, and it wasn't so much, the comp wasn't something like I was going there for, for my own personal reasons and, and I was pretty happy with the fact that I was training and, and to that standard. So mentally, um, definitely not having that end goal there, I, like it hits you a little bit. Um, having to change things in, in a way uh, and reset goals but at the same time um, that 15-20 hours of training that, that I had can now be put into other things 
um, at the moment, like uh, little things from going boxing again to going and running in the morning. So mentally, I haven't really taken a hit from not having that goal. I've just gone and taken what time I put into that endeavor and put it into other um, aspects now, um, stuff from back end of the business to waking up early and going for walks, little things that I was neglecting beforehand, um, yeah. which comes with kind of the end of a comp prep. Um, and it's pretty stressful at the end of the, what, that was a 34 week prep. Um, the last couple of weeks get pretty stressful. So mentally, I, I, I was actually doing all right. Um, there's, at the end of the day, this was bigger than us. Um, and if things are going to change, it's going to change. And, um, and that was something you just have to come to terms with and, and, and move on, basically. Um, I've had that enough times happen when injuries have happened leading up into a comp and having that taken away. And um, I think because I've had it taken away before um, and not being able to control that, I was pretty okay with it now. Um, and, and as I said, I think most people, it's kind of, it was in a weird period where everyone had these big goals that were, they were just about to achieve. Um, and then COVID's coming in and just kind of said, hey, but that's not happening. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, literally, it, it wasn't just myself. Um, and there was other people competing or things that didn't work, like huge goals that are set. And, um, it's just kind of come in and it's just played it and completely said, well, hey, like, you now have to change that. So, um, which is funny in a way because it really determines someone's character with how they're actually going to change it. So kind of just taking a stance and look, this is where we're at. I'm still in a good position in comparison to a lot of other people and I'm fortunate for that and I'm grateful for that. Um, and you do what you can and change it around the way you can. So that's where I sit. Yeah, for sure. So being able to adapt um, as you have done in the past has actually served you well. So if anything, having the injuries and getting almost to competing and then not being able to, I mean, I guess now you could look at that as a good thing because it's made you so much more adaptable now, right? And it means that you can actually like genuinely give that message to your clients like this is what happens <laughs> this is why we train so we're yeah. like prepared you know um rather than falling in a heap yourself and like not being of not being able to support others I guess yeah and, and it's just it's, it's life at the end of the day this is like uh, I guess having things stripped from us like like everyone's collectively having something stripped from them at the moment um, it's a good lesson to learn that that life's probably going to send that to you anyway at some point of life, so um, or some point of time. So it's uh, definitely to say that like you always have the thought of um, it kind of sucks at the end of the day, and that's that's completely okay, and, and this is all happening. And um, but yeah, you have to adapt and you have to work out a way to to kind of keep you sane in, in every way. I still love, I always love training, um, and I I always always will. Um, how I go and do that has to still be done. Um, just sort of like work elements, and I definitely think that, that people should should understand that these aren't things we can control. Um, and having something stripped away just means we can replace it for something else. So um, it's it's a lesson of life, basically. Um, we're collectively experiencing it. So yeah, um, yeah. So are you are you still studying currently? How's that? How's it affected that? Yeah. So. Look, honestly, if anything, it's helped. <laughs> I've actually had time to, to study. So I finish off, um, I do exercise science first. Yeah. Um, and then I finish off with psych. This is my final year of psych as well. So, um, and then the psych degree is done um, for, for a little bit. And then I look to do further study a bit later on. 
um, there was a, do a master's in sports psychology later on. So, um, if anything, I should have time to study right now. So <laughs> that's been um, it's been my dude. Time you've got so many silver linings. <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually handed in an assignment a day early and I've never done that in my life. Oh my so God, you're such a geek. That. I love it. That was me. I was always that person yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny how it works. Um, but yeah, that's, that's where study is at the moment. So um, last semester, I'm pretty uh, happy to close the books on that for a little bit after this. So, yeah, for sure. Um, it's been a good time. So um, where can where can yeah. people um, reach out to you if they're wanting like help with their training, um, whether it's coaching or, I guess, psychological <laughs> advice? I feel like everyone needs yeah. a bit of that right now. <laughs> yeah, full, full disclosure, I'm a full psychologist, but um, there's definitely training days. Probably they'll be putting up some really good resources as well. So it's, if it's not with myself, um, in one of the coaches as well. Um, we're always there to help. Otherwise, like my contact details, my email on there. If you reach out to Training Day or on Instagram, or there's contact details there. Um, but definitely on, on the mental health side of things, like we obviously run weights for mates as well. Oh yeah, tell um, me about that. Don't say again. Tell me about weights for mates. Um, yeah, yeah. So weights for mates is basically a mental health program we've been running for the last. Four years since what 2017 we launched actually, um, where we used exercises as a conduit to address mental health topics, anxiety, depression, um, suicide support, and ran a whole lot of workshops around that. Um, and basically, it was one-to-one -one coaching, group coaching as well um, through that. But the, the biggest link to that is we're a referral source for like further help um, if someone needs to work with um, another professional. We had a psychologist on board. Um, otherwise, we refer onwards to. All the way from um, uh, ongoing support, like clinical care, they need external support from us, um, and basically pushing the message that like the services like Beyond Blue, like Lifeline, um, and, and from from men's health to all the way to the domestic violence setting, there's all these other services that people can use um, that many didn't know about. So it's the whole kind of weights for mates project. Um, That's awesome, sort of dude. Resource that. Um, but yeah, waitsmates.org, that's our, our website's there as well, so with all that info. Amazing. Um, Are you looking to take that online, given the current situation? <laughs> I, I think we're going to have to, have to basically. So there's, we did kind of, we'll push through social media a little bit as well. Um, and we did have workshops planned based in August, now that's obviously going to have to change. Um, and, and to be honest, the whole business model will have to change, it's not face-to-face, -face, so... Um, I think we're kind of reassessing at the end of, from the, we had a date from the 14th of April to see if this would open up again, I don't think it will, so um, if, if we're still in this position by the 14th to the 17th of April, then we're going to have to remand that business model as well, um, yeah. also coaching, um, we'll just keep doing what we can, so. Yeah, yeah. let me know, man, because that, I'd be totally keen, that sounds awesome, I'd love to know more about yeah. it. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, we'll uh, put up a link. We'll put up a link for everyone because I think everyone could definitely benefit from that for sure. Yeah. I, I think yeah. like one of the benefits of the situation has been uh, it's brought like the connection between mental health and obviously physical health to the forefront of like we're not able to train, we're not able to go to the gym. People are kind of going a little bit like mad <laughs> um, yeah. because they don't have that release so I think making sure that people are aware that there are these external um, like 
places they can access that can help them and that they don't need to feel that there's like no one gives a shit <laughs> everyone's in the same boat so yeah. I'll just be quiet kind of thing because I feel that's quite a common um opinion that's going around nobody wants to complain kind of thing um so I guess like giving people the the knowledge that like you're allowed to feel upset and confused and overwhelmed by the situation because it is very bloody weird <laughs> Yeah, 100%. And there's like, I guess this is the first time we're all collectively experiencing something. Like, emotions are always relative, um, and usually situations are always going to um, be variable to each person, right? So, because we're all collectively going through it, most of the feelings we internally feel, probably someone else is probably experiencing the same. So, um, I think it's pretty important that like everyone's kind of just not just checking in with their friends, but just having an open discussion about how they actually feel. Um, like whether you feel anxious and or the certain aggression tendencies, and people are irritable and frustrated because they're at home, um, all the way to just feeling down. Like someone's probably experiencing the same. So I guess opening those lines of communication is, is pretty um, important this time because at the end of the day we're collectively experiencing it. Um, and some will be in a similar boat. So um, it's where friends come in handy um, or, or, or professionals as well near about the chat. So um, it, it's definitely something at this point in time that, that everyone should be aware of. Because now that it's settling um, and we're kind of getting an idea that this is going to take a little while, uh, I think everyone's had their little freak out period and now we're trying to learn how to adapt. And, and I guess when you learn how to adapt, you also need a good support network for that. So yeah, for um, sure. just as we or you kind of isolate yourself. Um, it, it's something important. Um, so mental health will be a big, a, a big thing that's going to come about. Um, there's all, they're already trying to study it. I know Sweetburn is. So there's like a fifty thousand person survey. on um, they're trying to get to how people feel in, in, during this whole crisis. Um, so it's something pretty big that's going to, going to be hitting us hard. So I love that, man. Together. You've said some such helpful things. It's been the best. Thank you so much for your time. Um, I will yeah, make sure yeah. everyone knows how to contact you if they would like. Amazing. Amazing. Thank Thanks you so, so much. much. Best of luck, dude. Bye. I will speak to you soon. Right, done. See you soon. Okay.